We found out your secret. Are you ready to talk? The Flurkin has escaped! <laughs> Let us hope that she is on the side of good. I don't think so. We are being watched. Hello, everyone. Hello, we are being watched by the Flurkin. Good news, everyone. The Flurkin seems to be on our side. <laughs> For now. If you have not guessed, or if you're thinking to yourself, what the heck is a Flurkin? Get with the program. Get with the Flurkin program. Whoa. Whoa. So, we saw Captain Marvel. Yes, we did. Hopefully, you've seen Captain Marvel by now. Yes, you should have. If you clicked on a podcast about talking about Captain Marvel, this is <laughs> going to have some spoilers. And also, a rampant kitty flurkin. Indeed. It's like she knows we're talking about the secrets. <laughs> yes, if you don't know, because how could you? She's going crazy on the bed, and uh, I believe her flurkin instincts are kicking in. Hopefully we'll survive enough to talk through an entire podcast. One can only hope. Indeed. And Marvel Universe has a new hope. Captain Marvel. Obi-Wan? Oh. Oh, I thought Star Wars Cross. No, never mind. No, because if I got to choose between seeing the next Captain Marvel movie or seeing her do more stuff or the next Star Wars, I'm still probably going to pick Captain Marvel. Oh, I just meant more Obi-Wan as in Ewan McGregor. I mean, if there's anything that we can bring from the prequels to make anything in Star he Wars. He's supposed to be getting uh, like a little miniseries or something for the I, Disney thing. I know. So I'm down for that. But, but in the we're meantime, not here to talk about Star Wars. That's yes. another episode. We were both transitioning at the same time. Yeah. Cool. Go team. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> How appropriate that she is on another level in this episode. Indeed. So if you hear frantic movements, it's the flirtkin. It is the flirtkin, indeed. So, Captain Marvel. Yes? No. Yes. Yes. I really liked it. I thought it was fun. It was not the movie I expected, but I liked what I got. Uh, I also liked it. I wouldn't say that I loved it, but on the other side of that coin, I've thought about it a lot since I've seen it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I keep liking it more and more the more I think about it, which is a good sign for me in how I watch movies. And uh, I talked with someone who had seen it multiple times in theaters already. He's a huge Marvel nerd and says it's better the more you watch it. It's one of those ones I feel like is going to be Because you miss a lot of stuff the first time. Yeah. So. It's going to be better on the rewatch. Yeah. Definitely. And I... I feel like the reason that it might not be, like, everyone's favorite movie when they watch it the first time is because there's so many expectations going in that yeah. you're thinking about it too much while you're watching it. Yeah, and it did uh, show signs of just... There were certain things that just... Uh, I felt like it was just setting up Endgame, and I felt like... Surprisingly enough, it felt the opposite to me. I don't think it did that much for Endgame. It just... I don't know. It There there were little points here and there where I'm just like, okay, just do do your thing. And it it just seemed like a lot of parts of the movie were looking ahead to Endgame when it shouldn't have or didn't need to. Maybe. So for me, I felt like it did a surprisingly good job at not showing much effective change for the universe, like doing its stuff in its own little bubble. 
Because other than adding the flurkin and showing us how Fury lost his eye and that sort of thing, and like showing us the origin of Fury and Coulson, as well as the fact that the, how the Tesseract got to S.H.I.E.L.D., it, it did a lot of filling in the gaps, but it didn't do that much to change what we're going to see other than having now Captain Marvel. Because it didn't set up any specific person to be a Skrull. It didn't uh, bring the Kree in any more than it... Like, the Kree don't feel any more involved in Endgame than they did before. The only thing... Let us hope that she is on the side of good. I don't think so. We are being watched. Hello, everyone. Hello, we are being watched by the Flurkin. Good news, everyone. The Flurkin seems to be on our side. <laughs> For now. If you have not guessed, or if you're thinking to yourself, what the heck is a Flurkin? Get with the program. Get with the Flurkin program. Whoa. Whoa. So, we saw Captain Marvel. <clears throat> yes, we did. Hopefully, you've seen Captain Marvel by now. Yes, you should have. If you clicked on... Uh, podcast about talking about Captain Marvel because this is going to have some spoilers. <laughs> and also a rampant kitty flirkin. Indeed. It's like she knows we're talking about her secrets. <laughs> yes, if you don't know, because how could you? She's going crazy on the bed and uh, I believe her flirkin instincts are kicking in. Hopefully we'll survive enough to talk through an entire podcast. One can only hope. Indeed. And Marvel Universe has a new hope. Captain Marvel. Obi-Wan? Oh. Oh, I thought Star Wars Cross. No, never mind. No, because if I got to choose between seeing the next Captain Marvel movie or seeing her do more stuff or the next Star Wars, I'm still probably going to pick Captain Marvel. Oh, I just meant more Obi-Wan, as in Ewan McGregor. I mean, if there's anything that we can bring from the prequels to make anything in Star Wars. He is supposed to be getting uh, like a little mini-series or something for the I, Disney thing. I know. So I'm down for that. But, but in the we're meantime, not here to talk about Star Wars. That's yes. another episode. We were both transitioning at the same time. Yeah. Cool. Go team. Oh my god. <laughs> How appropriate that she is on another level in this episode. Indeed. So if you hear frantic movements, it's the flirtkin. It is the flirkin indeed. So, Captain Marvel. Yes? No. Yes. Yes. I really liked it. I thought it was fun. It was not the movie I expected, but I liked what I got. Uh, I also liked it. I wouldn't say that I loved it, but on the other side of that coin, I've thought about it a lot since I've seen it, mm -hmm. and... Uh, I keep liking it more and more the more I think about it, which is a good sign for me in how I watch movies. And uh, I talked with someone who had seen it multiple times in theaters already. He's a huge Marvel nerd and says it's better the more you watch it. It's one of those ones I feel like is going to be better. Because you miss a lot of stuff the first time. Yeah. So. It's going to be better on the rewatch. Yeah. Definitely. And I... I feel like the reason that it might not be, like, everyone's favorite movie when they watch it the first time is because there's so many expectations going in that yeah. you're thinking about it too much while you're watching it. Yeah, and it did uh, show signs of just... There were certain things that just... Uh, I felt like it was just 
setting up Endgame, and I felt like... Surprisingly enough, it felt the opposite to me. I don't think it did that much for Endgame. It just... I don't know. It There there were little points here and there where I'm just like, okay, just do do your thing, and it, it just seemed like a lot of parts of the movie were looking ahead to Endgame when it shouldn't have or didn't need to. Maybe. So for me, I felt like it did a surprisingly good job at not showing much effective change for the universe, like doing its stuff in its own little bubble. Because other than adding the flurkin and showing us how Fury lost his eye and that sort of thing, and like showing us the origin of Fury and Coulson, as well as the fact that the, how the Tesseract got to S.H.I.E.L.D., it, it did a lot of filling in the gaps. But it didn't do that much to change what we're going to see, other than having now Captain Marvel. Because it didn't set up any specific person to be a Skrull. It didn't uh, bring the Kree in any more than it... Like, the Kree don't feel any more involved in Endgame than they did before. The only thing is that Captain Marvel came back. Uh, let me ask you this. With the whole Kree thing, I mean, were you at all surprised that the Skrulls were good guys? I think I was surprised that the Skrulls were good guys, but I was not surprised that the Kree were bad guys. Yeah, I'm like, well, I already knew that Jude Law was going to be the villain, because have you seen him? Have you seen Jude Law? And also, uh, I mean, Ronan is alive, and in the movie, so I'm like, it's the Kree. Like, I'm not what? saying all Kree are bad, but I'm saying... All Kree if, in the Marvel Universe have been bad. But I'm saying if you're on a team and it's being led by Jude Law with yellow eyes, no one in the history of ever has had yellow eyes and been a good person. Well, it's that, and we have the Kree so, soldier from Guardians, who is not set up to be a bad guy, but is set up to not be the person we root for. Um, the one guy. The Jimon Hansu? Yep. Yeah. And then you have the fact that Ronan was going to be in here and he's taught us that, you know, those Kree were the bad guys. Can I take a minute to acknowledge Jimon Hansu and the fact that he's just everywhere in the superhero movies right now? Because he was one of the fish people in Aquaman. He's going to be the wizard guy in Shazam. And now he and he was in Guardians 1 and now in Captain Marvel. Like, he's just kind of swimming around through the... Ooh. ooh through the superhero movies. I see you. I see you getting that monies. Yeah, I mean, why not? Right? Uh, I... Also, when you start a movie and you talk about supreme intelligence, I don't think that bodes well. The, the, in, in what way? Like... Anything that has a supreme intelligence that tells everyone You're what saying to that do. They're, they're bad. Uh, yeah, yeah, they tend to be bad and they tend to be brainwashy. Yeah. And so the moment that they showed uh, the thing on her neck, you knew it was not good. Yeah. And then so. And plus, you have you you have Widowmaker on your side, yep. and Widowmaker is a bad character. Yep. So. Even though she's a badass and she looks so cool. Yeah. I was. I wanted. I just like. Gemma Chan in, yep. in general, so I, I wish I would have liked more Widowmaker. And that's what I'm calling her. Sorry, not sorry. <laughs> I mean, her character design does look very similar. Um, the other thing that convinced me that the Kree were not going to be 
good guys was just Jude, not Jude Law's character design, but Jude Law's character. So I had this discussion with someone at work and it was, he wanted to know what I thought about the Jude Law character because he, to him, when you get to the end and she starts being like, I don't have to prove myself to you and all that, it felt out of place for him because to him he didn't see the build up for her wanting, like her being mad at him. Because their relationship to him seemed like chummy. And I was like, to me, and this is me coming in with complete bias of interactions I've had, Jude Law was one sweetheart away from being every condescending man in an authority position. I think he still was. There were no, still, he was. But like, he didn't use like the key term that every movie uses to identify that man, mm-hmm. which is sweetheart. Because he's Cree. He doesn't call people sweetheart. Um, but he does the like antagonizing, the belittling, and the talking to her like a little child. Which, when it's a male authority figure... And the figure, you stay back, we've got this. Yep. And when it's a male authority figure that's doing that to a woman, it come, that that's a different connotation of treating you like a little girl. And it's one of those, like, trigger things for me. I hate it. And so he felt just evil and, like, bad in a way that's, like, visceral. Yeah, he's, he's good at playing, like, the, like, the romantic lead and, and all that. But he's also good at just being gross. Yeah, I mean, let's be real. I will say, I haven't seen Jude Law in that many movies. Because I don't tend to like the movies he does. I've seen Jude Law in many things. And I'm trying to think yeah. of all the things I've seen him in. The most is The Holiday. <laughs> Sherlock Holmes. Oh, yeah, yeah. I forget that he's in Sherlock Holmes. Cold Mountain. That's right. You were I... not expecting a reference to Cold Mountain in this episode, were you? You're also not expecting the answer of, I haven't seen Cold Mountain. I mean, that's that's fine. <laughs> yeah. I, that's what I mean. Like, he does a lot of dramas that I don't particularly enjoy. I'm not the biggest real-world drama watcher. So, what you're saying is you're not a TNT fan. No. <laughs> uh, but I... They... I'm glad... There's something that this movie did that I'm very glad of. And that sounds very close to GLaDOS, and I'm okay with that, too. Yep. But anyway... Uh, the fact that she's like Captain Marvel, breaker of chains. <laughs> uh, I'm like, well, at this point, she's stupidly powerful, mm-hmm. and we know that we now have our evidence of that. But you realize you can't have a showdown with Jude Law because she's going to destroy him. And so, and then when they're like squaring off, I was like, are they going to try and make it seem like? oh, I'm just going to fight you with my fists and not actually use any powers. I'm like, that would be dumb. Just fl- just, just flick him away. Yep. And that's exactly what she did. So. Also, he's using every tactic of like, no, I'm still the really powerful man. And all that kind of stuff. I'm going to sound like a ranting feminist in this, and that's because lots of times I am. Um, it, he... He... And I'm going to be the child and say he was trying to poop his pants. Oh, completely. But he's, like, I feel of all the characters that were in this, other than, like, Captain Marvel, who I love, he was the most realistic 
to me because he was every dude that gets showed up the by... The alien from outer space was the most realistic. Yeah, because he's, was, he's the dude who gets showed up and doesn't know what to do and just tries to backtrack his entire, like, treatment of her just so that she But will... Amy, there has been no evidence of this ever and anyone, any male in history ever. That's why I'm saying it's so realistic. <laughs> Whatever do you mean? So, on a completely different note, one of my favorite things in this movie was the fact that uh, they made Marvel the lady scientist. Like they made her, they made Lawson Marvel, which Marvel has always been a dude because he's the original Captain Marvel. He's the one who technically trains Carol to be Captain Marvel while she's Miss Marvel, and Carol takes up the mantle after the end of uh, Marvel, and. I mean, she's never called Captain Marvel, really, in this... Misleading, mis- misguided advertising. Yeah, so she's never called Captain Marvel because I she's, um, I wonder if they're going to make a reference to Marvel having been, like, her captain or whatever. I don't know what her rank was in the military that she was in. Um, so I'm wondering if they're going to make some reference like that to give her her superhero name. But... Um, I just love the fact that Marvel ended up being the lady because I, I was like, oh, it's going to be Jude Law. It's going to be like the same story. And then it wasn't. And she was cool. And she was doing refugee rescue and all this kind of stuff. And it was awesome. Well, you don't get Annette Benning and then just not use her and make her super powerful. I mean, you could. I've seen worse <laughs> with high rank. Like, I've seen high level actresses get cast in stupid roles that do nothing so i you you say that but history shows people do and usually it's the mother figure <laughs> the mother yeah the mother who's some really really high-ranking actress who gets to do nothing except die and then sometimes they get to be giant <gasps> undersea crab monsters or fight the giant undersea crab monster Nicole Kidman and, and Julianne. I was talking Julie Andrews. Oh, that's true. Um, yes. <laughs> uh, I was thinking, um, oh, whatchamacallit, that's not who she is. Uh, Winona Ryder in Star Trek. Oh. Who? Spock mom? Spock mom. Who, she's like three years older than-ish. She's not old enough to be Zachary Quinto's mom. But through or the married the, of makeup. the crazy no, them they did no makeup on her, <laughs> and they did then they married her to a crazy old man. Did you? His dad is old. I remember. And uh, this is this is another episode because like they're such a cute little old couple in the original series, but no. No, let's not do that. Okay, different different topic. They don't do that in this movie. We get to see de-age Samuel L. Jackson and uh, Agent Coulson. I will say, I uh, I forgot about the de-aging for like m- most of the movie yeah, with Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah, it was really well done. The only thing w- I could tell was it seemed a little bit more CGI with Coulson. Yeah. Because of all of the wrinkles on his on his. Big old forehead. Yeah, but that's also because Samuel Jackson doesn't look that different. I know. <laughs> so if there's one person you could get away with de-aging, yep. it's Samuel Jackson. That's It's very true, which is probably why he got a lot of the feature and Colson was only there for a couple scenes. Yeah. 
Uh, I just thought I would point that out. But real quick about the Captain Marvel or Marvel yeah. thing. Uh, I was talking with my friend PJ uh, the other day about it. And uh, I also like that they changed up the, the origins of that. Because she pretty much gets her powers by accident. But, I mean, she does sort of in this one too. Mm -hmm. But it's not because of a... She's not getting her powers from a man. Yep. She's getting her powers from a, a tesseract. A tesseract, and also for being brave. Like, she gets it because she's ready to die to protect the thing for Marvel. Protect the thing. Protect the thing. Well, she didn't really know what it was. Whatever the core was. Protect the thing. <laughs> but, um,. I think that was really cool. I also really liked Agent Colton's moment, and it kind of showed you why Colson and Fury had the trust that they had. Yeah. Where uh, Colson lets them go, despite the fact that, like, everything in his training says he shouldn't. Yeah. So I thought that was really good. Also, I just love Agent Colson. Like, yeah. I, I am a consistent fan of Colson. Let's talk about Death Scrolls. Death Scrolls! Because you have Ben Mendelsohn, who's just, poor guy's just been pigeonholed into always playing the bad guy. Yep. And so... Casey made a comment during the movie and like, there's your bad guy because there's this guy. Yeah. Because he's always the bad guy. And then uh, once he showed up... Because I thought the scrolls might be good guys, but I thought he, he himself was going to be a bad guy. Uh, and kind of like that leader who puts... Uh, gives everyone else under him a bad rap. Yeah. Nope. Just let it, just leaving that lingering pause for a second that has no correlation to the outside world. Uh, but yeah, it was fun. I mean... He was really fun. He was just like sipping on a soda. He, I mean, here's the thing. They, they do consistently remind you that he's not a good guy. Like, he is also a person who's been in war and does, like, bad things. But they make you understand that, like, that doesn't necessarily make you a bad person. And I really enjoyed that. The fact that, like, they didn't make the Kree... Not the Kree. The Skrulls feel blameless. <laughs> they didn't make the Skrulls feel blameless, but they didn't make them the the bad guy. Yeah, what, whereas the Kree were like, we're doing what's right, and we have we are faultless in this war. And the Skrulls are like, no, we had to do some bad stuff to protect our people, too. Mm-hmm. And they owned up to it. Yeah. And Whereas so, the Kree did not. Yeah. And so that, that makes it a really interesting thing for them to bring the Skrulls back in any of the MCU. Because if they do, they're what no... What Skrulls are already here? See, I don't know if they're going to make any like big person in Endgame a Skrull. Because they, they didn't set it up that way. I don't think so either. The only setup I, that I saw that I thought was interesting was uh, the daughter of the main squirrel man because they they just had so many little specific things with her where she you know they're like don't let her see the violence and then she sees the violence and they make sure you let her uh see that she's seeing it and then they also um make a comment with the daughter of the friend that she's like you should always let your eyes be seen because they're so cool or whatever you know so I feel like since it's 20-something years in the future, when, once we come back, 
to present day. Um, since the movie takes place in 1995, <laughs> uh, I feel like the most likely candidate to be a Skrull is her. And I could see her being, like, some minor character that we've run into, or just a I, brand new character that will then be revealed to be. I think, uh, I agree, but I also think if they're gonna go with the scroll stuff, it'll have more of a storyline on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I, but the thing is, I don't disagree that Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. will probably have a bigger scroll storyline. They're not going to make a movie plot point, uh, I don't think they're going to make the movie plot point the show plot point. Yeah. So I think whatever build-up they made to, like, scroll reveals in the movie, which is not a lot, um, I don't think they're going to use whatever that is for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I think Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. will do whatever it wants with what yeah, they I'm, have. Yeah, I'm just it. saying, like, the scroll storyline in general is probably, minus maybe what you were saying, I think anything else with it, any other scroll stuff will probably probably be on that. Probably, but I I wouldn't be surprised if they come back for something because they made the point of being like we have so many people out there that we have to find, and Captain Marvel's like I need to go end this war and all that kind of stuff. Which I don't know if it will deal with Endgame or if we're gonna get another movie that takes place before Endgame of Captain Marvel and her adventures in the universe, um, since she's obviously off planet the entire time. To the point of when she comes back. We shall see. Mm -hmm. Because Marvel's been, to this point, has been very much, uh, here's all the 47 movies after this and their release dates. Mm -hmm. And right now, there's none of that. I mean, we know Spider-Man's coming out in July. Mm -hmm. Right? July? I don't remember. I think it's I know June or July. Soon. Uh, and then eventually a Guardians 3, uh, which is now back on the table. Um, um, Black Panther 2. Black Panther 2 at some point. But uh, there's no, like, re- besides Spider-Man, there's no release date on anything. Nope. And nothing else has been confirmed besides Black Panther 2 and Guardians and, of course, the Spider-Man movie. Yep. So we're we, so used to being pampered with, like, here's the next set of movies. But it's, they can't. Like, here's the thing. I know they can't. And it's it's kind of exciting in that way. Because yeah. I'm like, I have no idea what they're going to do after this. Exactly. And we have no idea what's going to be set up in this. Uh, I'm going to bet you, though, after this comes out, we'll get, like, a big announcement of things. Oh, yeah. it's They're probably just waiting. Like, the Avengers trailer that just came out. They're waiting till Captain Marvel had been released for like a week or so before they dropped the trailer with her uh, in it. Can we? So she get, she has like a cameo in the most recent trailer. <laughs> can we talk about her post credits scene? Yeah. Scene and not the flirkin one. So the, there's a, the flirkin one with the Say whole flirkin again. Flirkin. <laughs> there's the flirkin one where he coughs up the tesseract. Mm-hmm. But the other one where they literally turned Marvel into a horror movie. Yeah. She became a, the ring. Yeah, she did. A, she got a jump scare. Yeah, it, 
it was just so funny to me that, like, you have the scene where you have all the Avengers, and, like, you're supposed to be like, oh my gosh, it's, 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 a, it's Endgame, it's all the people who are alive, and they're keeping the pager going, and it stops, and then, but they have the moment where Natasha just turns around and just, boom, Captain Marvel, just looking scary, just right behind her being like, where's Fury? It was a legitimate horror movie jump scare. Yeah. And I was, I found it so funny, and I think that they should just make a horror movie now. What? Oh, side note, whatever happened to the horror movie with Maisie Williams of the X-Men? It got pushed to either this year later or next year. Okay. Uh, something happened and it got pushed back for like a year. Okay. Like, I'm pretty sure it's done. It just, something happened with the release date. I think they might have had to do some reshoots or something. But I remember it was supposed to come out really early, and then it was like, yep. not to like a year okay. later. because I, I just haven't heard about it recently. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I really, really enjoyed that, that post-credit scene. I've seen some people say that the post-credit scene was boring, and I'm like, excuse me? It's also like 30 seconds of your life. Like, what do you want? It's, it's also like... It gave you more information than Captain America being like, you're stupid for sitting here. Also, it shows that it looks like the uh, appearance of Captain Marvel and Ant-Man are going to be in a very similar point. Yeah. So it's probably going to be like one of them and then the other. Yep. Uh, but this is not a... We're not going to get into NBA trailer stuff. Nah, I don't need to. Besides, we have something else to talk about, and that's why I grabbed... Goose. Our Goose. <laughs> oh, now you're quiet? Now you're quiet when you're the star of the show? Is flirking? Hey, this is your moment to shine. Nope. She refuses. But yeah, the flirkin that stole Flirkins, the show. Flirkins, the goose, the goose kitty. So how did you like the flirkin? Did you find it fun? There we go. Uh, I did, and for obvious reasons. And it confirms theory I've had since I... First got Kitty. Uh, she is an alien that wants to kill me. <laughs> I mean, she's an alien that's chosen not to kill you. Yes, her. But initially, I believe she was sent here to kill me, and has decided to show mercy, <laughs> much like uh, Nick Fury. Yes, though you haven't lost an eye. No, I have not. So you're very lucky with that. But it makes me wonder what she swallowed. What, what Kitty has swallowed? Yes. Probably an infinity stone. <laughs> um, I will say I enjoyed the use of the flurkin to show like when someone was a good person or a bad person. So like when they come across all the Kree soldiers transporting the scrolls and the cat won't attack them, and then you find out it's a scroll. I liked the use of the flurkin that way. It shows Just you like, like animals in real life are also good judges of character. Yep, and it shows you that the flurkin's smart. I want to know, though, is the Flurkin still alive? Also, they renamed it uh, Goose for this rather than Chewy, and I've seen some people be mad about that, but I'm like, but it works pretty well. Yeah, I mean, she's a pilot. Like, Well, I think Chewy was also, like, co-pilot. Yeah, I mean, Chewy is, and I if it's funny that they change it because they're like, it's a bit outdated. I'm like, Chewy has been in the last few Star Wars movies. People know who he is. See, to me, it made sense to change it to Goose because you were focusing on her military background. I mean, it, Goose makes more sense yep. as a choice, but if you're saying that you chose Goose because Chewie's outdated, I would say you're wrong. <laughs> yeah. 
He's um, solo. He was in Last Jedi. Like, he's still around. And he's everywhere in merchandising. Yes. But I I really liked Goose, and I was glad that he didn't get hurt, and I was glad that he's alive. Um, I Like I said, I wonder if Goose is going to be a part of Infinity War. I don't know. I'm sure Goose is still alive because I'm sure that Flurkins have a longer... Lifespan? Than Earth Kitties. Then has he just been living in S.H.I.E.L.D. and did he get out of the explosion? You mean in Civil War... Or uh, Winter Soldier? Uh, no. In Avengers 1. Oh, you mean the attack on New York? Yeah. Well, not even the attack on New York. The attack where the S.H.I.E.L.D. lab went down. Remember? Like, the Tesseract is there, Loki attacks it, the whole place, like, collapses. Oh, well, he was in... It looked like somewhere else, because he was in the office. I know, but we don't know what the rest of the building looked like. We just saw the warehouse part. I mean, he probably just opened his mouth and just swallowed all the rubble around it. Ah. I'm sure Kitty (laughs) is fine. I hope so. I would love if, uh, like, I've seen theories where they're like, the cat is the key to defeating Thanos. I don't think so. No. I think that's, that's like a MacGuffin to the highest degree, but... And it's wishful thinking to the utmost. Yeah. But I really, really um, thought that... I, I don't think Goose stole the show, but I think he was one of the best parts. It was it was noteworthy every time Goose was on screen. So what did you think of the relationship between Carol and her friend? I liked it. Uh, at some points, and especially at first, as it went on, it seemed to be more of a friendship, but at first I was like... Are they a thing? Right? But I, I got that vibe, too. Especially because, like, the Aunt Carol and all of that, the way that she interacted with her, and the yeah. fact that we hear nothing about. Yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, they... they I'd be down. It, they left it open-ended enough to where if they decided to do it later, it wouldn't seem like... Pandering? No, it wouldn't seem like a retcon. Oh, yeah. No, I agree. That's what I mean, like, I... Other other things I've seen in the past, and recently, have, when they go down the, like, oh, they're in love with this person, and it's, it seems more like a retcon than something that they planned from the beginning. Do you want to put forth any... Overwatch! Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I can see that. So, this this was a good example of setting that up as a possibility. Like, it could go either way. They could just be friends. They could be more than friends. Either way would make sense yeah. in the way that they did it. I did see someone be like, why did the friend go with them into space? And I was like, because she regretted not being there when her friend died the last time and really wanted to do that. And they're like, but her daughter. I'm like, yeah, but, you know, a person is a person even when they have a child. A person's a person. No matter how human. A person's no. No. No? <laughs> a person's no. A person's no. no. Uh, yeah, no, I didn't I didn't feel weird about it. I mean, if all the stuff is literally, l- literally, literally happening in your backyard, you're going to go. Also, if the option is hope that your friend can defeat these people who will kill your entire planet. Uh, that too. Versus... Uh, go help do it and either die so that your child can live on a planet where they are free or live and free your child. I mean, it, I think it's a good... But also, aliens. Aliens! <laughs> uh, so the last thing I want to talk about real quick yeah. is the yay women 
ness of this movie. Yes. Uh, some of it was, I mean, most of the yay women moments were very obvious, and if you miss them, you're are you are a politician, a white politician male. <laughs> uh huh. The order that doesn't matter. Uh, but otherwise, yes. I mean, it was very, very heavy-handed, but it also earned that, and it was part of the larger plot. I mean, and it the... looked cool because, like, metaphor in the form of photon blasters. That's how you get a message across to me. It's, it's <laughs> as, also the, as a nerd. <laughs> speak to me in photon blasters. The stuff that felt heavy-handed, I feel like, only feels heavy-handed because it was right in your face, versus not accurate. Do you know what I mean? So like the when people complain about it being so like pro-feminism and all that, one, yeah. She's a superhero, and her design was not for anyone but function and her, and she's not trying to be your, like, fantasy woman. But when you have, like, the thing with the guy in the motorcycle telling her to smile more, Ooh. it's legitimately the first response people had to her character photo was all the dudes being like, why isn't she smiling? Oh, yeah. And that's, so, like, I mean... You say it's heavy-handed, but it's legitimately what happened when they showed her character photo. And then you have her just being like, whatever, dude. Because guess what? The people who say that don't matter. What mattered is that he had a cool bike and she wanted it. And the jacket. And the... Well, no, she took that off a mannequin. That's right. But, like, all the stuff is stuff that legitimately happens in life. Like, it's it's actual responses people get to women period let alone women who are like powerful or women who are pretty or not pretty or whatever it's legitimately just reactions guys have and it's been proven time and time again that's what they do all this movie did was just put that in the context of hey sometimes this stuff is crappy and it happens and we're not putting it behind layers of vagueness. But yeah. anyway, what were you gonna uh, I was going to say, first of all, you reminded me of the color switchy thing. How they she picks yeah. her colors for her suit. Yeah. And it was really cool. Uh, and then her little smirk that she makes, her little trademark smirk. Yep. The... It's the squinty-eyed and smirk. It's the, the Brie Larson thing, but also like she's made the Captain Marvel thing. I, as soon as she did that, I was like, I know that face. I have seen that face many times. Oh, yeah? Yes. What's that face? Spoiler alert, it's you. <laughs> you make the same face. It, she does, like, the the squint-eye smirk thing, and it's, it, it's a reaction that I understand, because it's the... I acknowledge that you're doing something that's stupid, or that, like... I'm going to let you do what you're doing, but I'm going to go do what I'm doing. And I think that's a really good, like, Captain Marvel thing. That's what she seems to, that's how she seems to be. I'm very curious to see her interact with other people with superpowers. Overall, my thoughts about her and her character is the same as Thor in his sad hoodie, which is, I like her. (laughs) (laughs) I like this one. (laughs) Uh, Spoilers for the Endgame trailer. Um... Yeah, so I've seen some people say that, like, they felt she was flat, and it's like, no. 
her character, like, for the majority of the movie, is someone who was not raised on Earth. Her character is about the same level of, like, reactionary to other things as Jude Law until Jude Law's put off his feet. She does the same thing. Like, she's off her feet for a lot of it. And she has, like, she doesn't know why she's having the reaction she has to things. And she doesn't know why she's, like, pushing, but she's... It's an amnesia story. Yeah. And she's stuck. Like... You can see her struggle with feeling stuck and not knowing why. And I feel like people aren't giving her enough credit for, you know, having to navigate personal reactions with unknown... Well, if it were like a, you know, like a male action star, I'd be like, oh, look at her, like, one-liner. She's super cool if it was if it was a guy. But if you're... If, if a woman does that, then she's... Um, she's heartless and emotionless. Oh, the amount of people I've seen say that she's a Mary Sue and that, like, she's too powerful and, you know, she's... It, it's not believable and she can do all the, the, the... My response every time to that is, hello, have you seen Superman? Because Superman is the ultimate, like... Have you met Clark? <laughs> <laughs> he's the ultimate uh, showing of... When you give a character everything, but no one complains. It, it's the same thing. And I hate the term Mary Sue because it's like, no, you're just upset that you can't identify with them because you're not a full human being who can put yourself in the shoes of someone who does not look exactly like you. And guess what? That's not a character fault of the character or the writing. That's a character fault of yours and whoever didn't have you watch a movie or a TV show with a girl or a person of color as a character. Yes, I'm putting blame on parents who don't have their children watch diverse things. Cha-ching. Yep. Because we don't teach people... Captain Marvel and a lot of the other ones like Wonder Woman and all of that, the people are less mad at Wonder Woman because guess what? And I say this from someone who really, like, I liked Wonder Woman, and I like Gal Gadot, and I think she did an amazing job. Wonder Woman was still sexy. She was someone who was naive and needed help, and she got that help from a man. And she was someone who, you know, was put in a position where she was still, you know, lustworthy and someone that you could teach. Whereas Captain Marvel was not made to be sexy in any sort of way. She did not want to be taught, you know? She was resisting the limitations and all the stuff that was being put on her, and she broke away from all of that, and she didn't run towards the dude. Do you know what I mean? And I feel like all that sort of thing... She flicked to the dude. (laughs) She did, and that's not a slight against Wonder Woman. Her story was still awesome, but... It wasn't Captain Marvel's story, and I feel like the fact that the guys couldn't be like, I could rescue her, you know, they can't find a reason to make her weaker, I feel like scares them. And that's one reason why you see so much resistance to her and calling her a Mary Sue is because, you know, because she doesn't have the obvious weaknesses that they're looking for to make themselves feel more powerful. And that just means that, you know, all these dudes are just being angry because a woman don't need no man. Let's take a second to remember that these are likely the same people who uh, protested Mad Max Fury Road because Mad Max wasn't in it enough and there was too much Charlize Theron and other women's screen time. 
Yep. Probably the same people. Probably. And it's just one of those things where the movie, if you're mad at that, the movie was not made for you. You can go see the movie and have a revelation, or you can go see the movie and not like it. I mean, at the end of the day, even with all that, it's still a superhero movie. Yeah. And superheroes are powerful people and come out on top. It's not like the whole movie was like a propaganda piece or anything like that. It was just, uh, you know, it, I will it say, had its statements and everything. But yeah. it, like, I will I say know. the only thing that ever felt heavy handed was that was the her row. Her. Oh, that they did in like some of the trailers. Oh, I didn't. I, I stayed away from a lot of the trailers because I've learned to do that as I have been hurt before. <laughs> yeah. No, I understand that. So the only thing that ever felt, like, weird to me, like, I loved the standing up and getting back up again and all of that. I thought that was really, really good. But in the trailers when they did the her to hero, that's the only time it ever felt like we're making a statement that she's a lady. Which I think when they announced her was fine, but making that like, I think that's why they switched their sloganing to the higher, further, faster, or whatever, mm -hmm. um, because the other one started feeling like weird. But I feel like having that be your sole focus was a little odd after the initial push. Because it it's fine to be like, look, it's our first female-led story. About time. It's only been 10 years. But I feel like after that point, it felt a little bit like you were, it was a gimmick mm -hmm. as a trailer. Does that make sense? So that was the only thing that ever felt like weird to me in, in the entire thing. Yeah, I mean, the end, she had earned her immigrant song moment. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, where you get the cool music to just show off. Yep. Uh, but yeah. Overall, I, I just I thought the beginning was kind of slow, because uh, it it seemed like a retread of like certain things we'd seen before, and so like any issues I had with it were like as a movie, but as a character and as a Brie Larson, as Brie Larson's go, uh, <laughs> I fully approve, and it's even gone on record by the man in the in the baseball hat himself, Kevin Feige, that she is going to be kind of leading the the MCU going forward and uh after seeing the movie I am a-okay with that me too I like her I thought she was really fun I just I just kind of feel bad for Black Widow I do too she was she's been like the consistent uh lady lady in the in the universe but I think it's I mean she got screwed over badly by I, the writing of some of the things. And I say this as someone who loves the Marvel movies and I love the Iron Man movies and all that. She got screwed over by the way that she had to be, that the way that, not she had to be, the way that she was introduced and the readiness of Marvel Studios because they weren't. And I think that's a complete fault on Marvel Studios, not a fault on Black Widow or Scarlett Johansson. But, you know. It's just like, I, su I support everything with, Brie Larson being like the new face of the MCU and the the leader and all of that, but it's just like oh well we we've we've had a lady this this long and and I don't know to me I, most of it is what you're saying and I think part of it is just like they want it with somebody who has powers yeah 
Yeah, so I never knew what a Natasha movie would be like that wasn't just a spy movie. And they proved that they can do that. That's what, like, Captain America Winter Soldier is. Yeah. It's mostly, like, that kind of thing. It's a thriller. And I would be totally down for that. And they still say that I think we were supposed to get a, a Black Widow movie. But I don't know what it would be. I saw a joke that was just like, uh, all the Avengers, because uh, they're like, I want an all female Avengers movie and some people were like complaining about that and it's like well okay you did put one female in the the original Avengers so how about this you get uh Captain Marvel Black Widow uh Scarlet Witch Storm they like said a couple of other female characters and we'll give you Hawkeye (laughs) (laughs) it was just it was worth the way it was worded it was just very funny and we'll give you Hawkeye (laughs) see I would rather I think it would be really funny, especially given the dynamic, to have the all-female Avengers and Nick Fury. <laughs> I, I think Because he seemed perfectly fine letting the lady do whatever she was doing. He plays well with others. He does. And he has, like, a good vibe. And he's good with animals. Yeah. It can be... You have all these super-powered, like, and high-skilled ladies, and you have Fury there holding the cat. Money. <laughs> there's my money I mean that's been a uh, I don't know they don't have to try no not really but that's I, why I'm I keep glad saying when they do they're, they're spending money they don't need to and making trailers for Avengers oh yeah that well I, I won't watch I didn't get... even see anything and I've you already have my money you had my money a year ago <laughs> yeah uh, so we're not gonna do a trailer analysis or something like that but I I'm very excited and very worried for uh, yes. Avengers Endgame. I'm very curious to see how Captain Marvel interacts with the rest of the Avengers. Because I think right now, the only one who can match her in power is Thor. Mm-hmm. Who is a literal god. <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm very curious to see how that goes. Yeah. We'll, we'll definitely also, be I've enjoyed all the Avengers. memes of... There's so many Chris's in this trailer, except one. <laughs> oh, Chris Pine. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Though I would be happy if they stole Chris Pine from the DCEU that's having a very problematic time right now. Yeah. But that's for another time. That's another story we'll for another time. We'll see you at the end game when we talk more Marvel. Yes, but we'll also probably... Talk to you next week about something completely non-Marvel related. Yep. So you won't have to wait another few months f- to hear from us. <laughs> yes. Until and then. Until then, let's see if the flurkin ha- can be awakened. Do you have anything to say, flurkin? <laughs> oh no, the flurkin is angry! Oh no! The flurkin! Rah! Oh no! My eye! My eye! Is that Captain Marvel came back? Uh, let me ask you this. With the whole Kree thing, I mean, were you at all surprised that the scrolls were good guys? I think I was surprised that the Skrulls were good guys, but I was not surprised that the Kree were bad guys. Yeah, I'm like, well, I already knew that Jude Law was going to be the villain because 
have you seen him? Have you seen Jude Law? And also, uh, I mean, Ronan is alive and in the movie. So I'm like, it's the Kree. Like, I'm not what? saying all Kree are bad, but I'm saying... All Kree if, in the Marvel Universe have been bad. But I'm saying if you're on a team and it's being led by Jude Law with yellow eyes, no one in the history of ever has had yellow eyes and been a good person. Well, it's that. And we have the Kree so, soldier from Guardians who is not set up to be a bad guy, but is set up to not be the person we root for. Um, the one guy. The Jimon Hansu? Yep. Yeah. And then you have the fact that Ronan was going to be in here, and he's taught us that, you know, those Kree were the bad guys. Can I take a minute to acknowledge Jimon Hansu and the fact that he's just everywhere in the superhero movies right now? Because he was one of the fish people in Aquaman. He's going to be the wizard guy in Shazam. And now he and he was in Guardians One, and now in Captain Marvel. Like he's just kind of swimming around through the ooh. ooh through the superhero movies. I see you, I see you getting that monies. Yeah, I mean, why not, right? Uh, I also when you start a movie and you talk about supreme intelligence, I don't think that bodes well. The, the, in in what way, like? Anything that has a supreme intelligence that tells everyone You're what to that do. They're, they're bad. Uh, yeah, yeah, they tend to be bad and they tend to be brainwashy. Yeah. And so the moment that they showed uh, the thing on her neck, you knew it was not good. Yeah. And then so. And plus, you have you you have Widowmaker on your side, yep. and Widowmaker is a bad character. Yep. So. Even though she's a badass and she looks so cool. Yeah. I was. I wanted. I just like. Gemma Chan in, yeah. in general, so I, I wish I would have liked more Widowmaker, and that's what I'm calling her. Sorry, not sorry. <laughs> I mean, her character design does look very similar. Um, the other thing that convinced me that the Kree were not going to be good guys was just Jude, not Jude Law's character design, but Jude Law's character. So... I had this discussion with someone at work, and it was, he wanted to know what I thought about the Jude Law character, because he, to him, when you get to the end, and she starts being like, I don't have to prove myself to you, and all that, it felt out of place for him, because to him, he didn't see the buildup for her wanting, like, her being mad at him, because their relationship to him seemed, like, chummy, and I was like, to me, and this is me coming in with complete bias of interactions I've had, Jude Law was one sweetheart away from being every condescending man in an authority position. I think he still was. There were no, still, he was. But like, he didn't use like the key term that every movie uses to identify that man, mm -hmm. which is sweetheart. Because he's Cree. He doesn't call people sweetheart. Um, but he does the like antagonizing the belittling and the talking to her like a little child which when it's a male authority and the, figure, you stay back we've got this yep and when it's a male authority figure that's doing that to a woman it come that that's a different connotation of treating you like a little girl and it's one of those like trigger things for me i hate it and so he felt just evil and like bad in a way that's like visceral yeah he's he's good at playing like the like the romantic lead and and all that but he's also good at just being gross yeah i mean let's be real i will say i haven't seen you in that many movies 
because I don't tend to like the movies he does. I've seen Jude Law in many things, and... I'm trying to think yeah. of all the things I've seen him in. The most is The Holiday. <laughs> Sherlock Holmes. Oh, yeah, yeah, I forget that he's in Sherlock Cold Holmes. Cold Mountain. That's right. You were I... not expecting a reference to Cold Mountain in this episode, were you? You're also not expecting the answer of, I haven't seen Cold Mountain. I mean, that's that's fine. <laughs> yeah. I, that's what I mean. Like, he does a lot of dramas that I don't particularly enjoy. I'm not the biggest real-world drama watcher. So, what you're saying is you're not a TNT fan. No. <laughs> uh, but I... They... I'm glad... There's something that this movie did that I'm very glad of. And that sounds very close to GLaDOS, and I'm okay with that, too. Yep. But anyway... Uh, the fact that she's like Captain Marvel, breaker of chains. <laughs> uh, I'm like, well, at this point, she's stupidly powerful, mm -hmm. and we know that we now have our evidence of that. But you realize you can't have a showdown with Jude Law because she's going to destroy him. And so, and then when they're like squaring off, I was like, are they going to try and make it seem like? oh, I'm just going to fight you with my fists and not actually use any powers. I'm like, that would be dumb. Just just, just flick him away. Yep. And that's exactly what she did. So. Also, he's using every tactic of like, no, I'm still the really powerful man. And all that kind of stuff. I'm going to sound like a ranting feminist in this, and that's because lots of times I am. Um, it, he... He... And I'm going to be the child and say he was trying to poop his pants. Oh, completely. But he's, like, I feel of all the characters that were in this, other than, like, Captain Marvel, who I love, he was the most realistic to me because he was every dude that gets showed up the by... The alien from outer space was the most realistic. Yeah, because he's, he's the dude who gets showed up and doesn't know what to do and just tries to backtrack his entire, like, treatment of her... So that she But will... Amy, there has been no evidence of this ever and anyone, any male in history ever. That's why I'm saying it's so realistic. <laughs> but, Whatever do you mean? You know, so, on a completely different note, one of my favorite things in this movie was the fact that uh, they made Marvel the lady scientist. Like, they made her, they made Lawson Marvel, which. Marvel has always been a dude because he's the original Captain Marvel. He's the one who technically trains Carol to be Captain Marvel while she's Miss Marvel. And Carol takes up the mantle after the end of uh, Marvel. And I mean, she's never called Captain Marvel really in this misleading, mis misguided advertising. Yeah, so she's never called Captain Marvel because I, she's, um, I wonder if they're gonna make a reference to. Marvel having been like her captain or whatever. I don't know what her rank was in the military that she was in. Um, so I'm wondering if they're going to make some reference like that to give her her superhero name. But um, I just love the fact that Marvel ended up being the lady because I, I was like, oh, it's going to be Jude Law. It's going to be like the same story. And then it wasn't. And she was cool and she was doing refugee rescue and all this kind of stuff. And it was awesome. Well, you don't get Annette Benning and then just not use her and make her super powerful. I mean, you could. I've seen worse <laughs> with high rank. Like, I've seen high level actresses get cast in 
stupid roles that do nothing. So I, you, you say that, but history shows people do. And usually it's the mother figure. <laughs> the mother. Yeah, the mother who's some really, really high-ranking actress who gets to do nothing except die. And then sometimes they get to be giant <gasps> undersea crab monsters. Or fight the giant undersea crab monster. Nicole Kidman, Kidman. And, and Julianne. I was talking Julie Andrews. Oh, that's true. Um, yes. <laughs> uh, I was thinking, um, oh, whatchamacallit, that's not who she is. Uh, Winona Ryder in Star Trek. Oh. Who? Spock mom? Spock mom. Who, she's like three years older than ish. She's not old enough to be Zachary Quinto's mom. But through or the married power the, of makeup. The crazy, no, they did no makeup on her. <laughs> and they did, then they married her to a crazy old man. Did you, his dad is old. I remember. And uh, this is this is another episode because like they're such a cute little old couple in the original series, but no, no, let's not do that. Okay, different different topic. They don't do that in this movie. We get to see de-age Samuel L. Jackson and uh, Agent Coulson. I will say, I've uh, I forgot about the de-aging for like m- most of the movie yeah, with Samuel it was L. Jackson. Really well done. The only thing w- I could tell was it seemed a little bit more CGI with Coulson. Yeah. Because of all of the wrinkles on his on his big old forehead. Yeah, but that's also because Samuel Jackson doesn't look that different. I know. <laughs> so if there's one person you could get away with de-aging, yep. it's Samuel Jackson. That's It's very true, which is probably why he got a lot of the feature and Coulson was only there for a couple scenes. Yeah. Uh, I just thought I would point that out. But real quick about the Captain Marvel or Marvel yeah. thing. Uh, I was talking with my friend PJ uh, the other day about it. And uh, I also like that they changed up the, the origins of that. Because she pretty much gets her powers by accident. But, I mean, she does sort of in this one too. Mm-hmm. But it's not because of a... She's not getting her powers from a man. Yep. She's getting her powers from a... A tesseract? A tesseract, and also for being brave. Like, she gets it because she's ready to die. To protect the thing for Marvel. Protect the thing! Protect the thing! Well, she didn't really know what it was, whatever the core was. Protect the thing! <laughs> but, um, I think that was really cool. I also really liked Agent Colton's moment, and it kind of showed you why Colson and Fury had the trust that they had. Yeah. Where uh, Colson lets them go, despite the fact that, like, everything in his training says he shouldn't. Yeah. So I thought that was really good. Also, I just love Agent Colson. Like, yeah. I, I am a consistent fan of Colson. Let's talk about Death Scrolls. Death Scrolls! Because you have Ben Mendelsohn, who's just, poor guy's just been pigeonholed into always playing the bad guy. Yep. And so... Casey made a comment during the movie, like, there's your bad guy, because there's this guy. Yeah. Because he's always the bad guy. And then, uh, once he showed up... Because I thought the scrolls might be good guys, but I thought he he himself was going to be a bad guy. Uh, And kind of like that leader who puts... uh, gives everyone else under him a bad rap. Yeah. Nope. Just let it, just leaving that lingering pause for a second that has no correlation to the outside world. Uh, but yeah, it was fun. I mean... He was really fun. 
He was just, like, sipping on a soda. He, I mean, here's the thing. They they do consistently remind you that he's not a good guy. Like, he is also a person who's been in war and does, like, bad things. But they make you understand that, like, that doesn't necessarily make you a bad person. And I really enjoyed that. The fact that, like, they didn't make the Kree, not the Kree, the Skrulls feel blameless. <laughs> they didn't make the Skrulls feel blameless, but they didn't make them the the bad guy. Yeah, what, whereas the Kree were like, we're doing what's right, and we have we are faultless in this war. And the Skrulls are like, no, we had to do some bad stuff to protect our people, too. Mm-hmm. And they owned up to it. Yeah, and so, Whereas the Kree did not. Yeah, and so that that makes it a really interesting thing for them to bring the scrolls back in any of the MCU, because if they do, they're no. What scrolls are already here? Me. See, I don't know if they're gonna make any like big person in Endgame a scroll, because they they didn't set it up that way. I don't think so either. The only setup I that I saw that I thought was interesting was uh, the daughter of the main scroll man. Because they they just had so many little specific things with her where she, you know, they're like, don't let her see the violence. And then she sees the violence and they make sure you let her uh, see that she's seeing it. And then they also um, make a comment with the daughter of the friend that she's like, you should always let your eyes be seen because they're so cool or whatever, you know? So I feel like since it's 20-something years in the future, when, once we come back to present day, um, since the movie takes place in 1995, <laughs> uh, I feel like the most likely candidate to be a Skrull is her. And I could see her being, like, some minor character that we've run into, or just a I, brand new character that will then be revealed to be I think, uh... I agree, but I also think if they're going to go with the scroll stuff, it'll have more of a storyline on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I, but the thing is, I don't disagree that Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. will probably have a bigger scroll storyline. They're not going to make a movie plot point. Uh, I don't think they're going to make the movie plot point the show plot point. Yeah. So I think whatever buildup they made to, like, scroll reveals in the movie, which is not a lot, um, I don't think they're going to use whatever that is for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I think Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. will do whatever it wants with what yeah, they I'm, have. Yeah, I'm just it. saying, like, the scroll storyline in general is probably, minus maybe what you were saying, I think anything else with it, any other scroll stuff will probably probably be on that. Probably, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if they come back for something because they made the point of being like, we have so many people out there that we have to find, and Captain Marvel's like, I need to go end this war, and all that kind of stuff, which I don't know if it will deal with Endgame or if we're going to get another movie that takes place before Endgame of Captain Marvel and her adventures in the universe, um, since she's obviously off-planet the entire time to the point of when she comes back. We shall see. Because Marvel's been, to this point, has been very much, uh, here's all the 47 movies after this and their release dates. Mm -hmm. And 
right now, there's none of that. I mean, there's we know Spider-Man's coming out in July, or, mm-hmm. right? July? I don't remember. I think it's I know June it's or July. Soon. Uh, and then <laughs> eventually a Guardians 3, uh, which is now back on the table. Um, um, Black Panther 2. Black Panther 2 at some point, but uh, there's no, like, re- besides Spider-Man, there's no release date on anything. Nope. And nothing else has been confirmed besides Black Panther 2 and Guardians and, of course, the Spider-Man movie. Yep. So we're, we're we... so used to being pampered with, like, here's the next set of movies. But it's, they can't. Like, here's the thing. I know they can't, and it's... It's kind of exciting in that way, because yeah. I'm like, I have no idea what they're going to do after this. Exactly. And we have no idea what's going to be set up in this. Uh, I'm going to bet you, though, after this comes out, we'll get, like, a big announcement of things. Oh, yeah. it's They're probably just waiting. Like, the Avengers trailer that just came out, they're waiting till Captain Marvel had been released for, like, a week or so before they dropped the trailer with her uh, in it. Can we... So, she get, she has, like, a cameo in the most recent trailer, can we talk about her post credit scene? Yeah. <laughs> scene? And not the flirkin one. So the, there's the, the flirkin one with the Say whole... Say flirkin again. Flirkin? <laughs> there's the flirkin one where he coughs up the Tesseract. Mm-hmm. But the other one where they literally turned Marvel into a horror movie. Yeah. She became a, the ring. Yeah, she did. A, she got a jump scare. <laughs> yeah. It, it was just so funny to me that, like, you have the scene where you have all the Avengers and, like, you're supposed to be like, oh, my gosh, it's 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 Endgame. It's all the people who are alive. And they're keeping the pager going and it stops. And then, but they have the moment where Natasha just turns around and just, boom, Captain Marvel, just looking scary, just right behind her being like, where is Fury? It was a legitimate horror movie jump scare. Yeah. And I was... I found it so funny, and I think that they should just make a horror movie now. What? Oh, side note: Whatever happened to the horror movie with Maisie Williams of the X Men? It got pushed to either this year later or next year. Okay. Uh, something happened, and it got pushed back for like a year. Okay. Like I'm pretty sure it's done. It just something happened with the release date. I think they might have had to do some reshoots or something. But I remember it was supposed to come out really early, and then it was like. Yep. Not to like a year okay. later. Because I, I just haven't heard about it recently. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I really, really enjoyed that, that post credit scene. I've seen some people say that the post credit scene was boring. And I'm like, excuse me. It's also like 30 seconds of your life. Like, what do you want? It's, it's also like, it gave you more information than Captain America being like, you're stupid for sitting here. Also, it shows that it looks like the... Uh, appearance of Captain Marvel and Ant-Man are going to be in a very similar point. Yeah. So it's probably going to be like one of them and then the other. Yep. Uh, but this is not a... We're not going to get into NBA trailer stuff. Nah, I don't need to. Besides, we have something else to talk about and that's why I grabbed... Goose. Our goose. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now you're quiet? Now you're quiet when you're the star of you're the show? Flirking. Hey. This is your moment to shine. Nope. She refuses. But yeah, the flirkin that stole Flirkins, the show. Flirkins, the goose, the goose kitty. So how did you like the flirkin? Did you find it fun? There we go. Uh, I did, and for obvious reasons. And it confirms theory I've had since I first got kitty. Uh, she is an alien that wants to kill me. 
I mean, she's an alien that's chosen not to kill you. Yes, her... But initially, I believe she was sent here to kill me. And has decided to show mercy, <laughs> much like uh, Nick Fury. Yes, though you haven't lost an eye. No, I have not. So you're very lucky with that. But it makes me wonder what she swallowed. What, what Kitty has swallowed? Yes. It's probably an infinity stone. <laughs> um... I will say I enjoyed the use of the flurkin to show like when someone was a good person or a bad person. So like when they come across all the Kree soldiers transporting the scrolls and the cat won't attack them, and then you find out it's a scroll. I liked the use of the flurkin that way. It shows Just you like, like animals in real life are also good judges of character. Yep, and it shows you that the flurkin's smart. I want to know though, is the flurkin still alive? Also, they renamed it. Uh, goose for this rather than chewy and I've seen some people be mad about that but I'm like but it works pretty well yeah I mean she's a pilot like well I think chewy was also like co-pilot yeah I mean chewy is and I if it's funny that they change it because they're like it's a bit outdated I'm like chewy has been in the last few Star Wars movies people know who he is see to me it made sense to change it to goose because you were focusing on her military background I mean and Goose makes more sense yep. as a choice, but if you're saying that you chose Goose because Chewie's outdated, I would say you're wrong. <laughs> yeah. He's um, solo, he was in Last Jedi, like, he's still around. And he's everywhere in merchandising. Yes. But I I really liked Goose, and I was glad that he didn't get hurt, and I was glad that he's alive. Um, I Like I said, I wonder if Goose is going to be a part of Infinity War. I don't know. I'm sure Goose is still alive because I'm sure that Flurkins have a longer... Lifespan? Than Earth Kitties. Then has he just been living in S.H.I.E.L.D. and did he get out of the explosion? You mean in Civil War... Or Winter Soldier? Uh, no. In Avengers 1. Oh, you mean the attack on New York? Yeah. Well, not even the attack on New York. The attack where the S.H.I.E.L.D. lab went down. Remember? Like, the Tesseract is there, Loki attacks it, the whole place, like, collapses. Oh, well, he was in... It looked like somewhere else, because he was like in the office. A, I know, but we don't know what the rest of the building looked like. We just saw the warehouse part. I mean, he probably just opened his mouth and just swallowed all the rubble around it. Ah. I'm sure Kitty is fine. <laughs> I hope so. I would love if, uh, like, I've seen theories where they're like, the cat is the key to defeating Thanos. I don't think so. No. I think that's that's like a MacGuffin to the highest degree, but... And it's wishful thinking to the utmost. Yeah. But I really, really um, thought that... I, I don't think Goose stole the show, but I think he was one of the best parts. It was it was noteworthy every time Goose was on screen. So what did you think of the relationship between Carol and her friend? I liked it. Uh, at some points, and especially at first, as it went on, it seemed to be more of a friendship, but at first I was like... Are they a thing? Right? But I, I got that vibe, too. Especially because, like, the Aunt Carol and all of that, the way that she interacted with her and the yeah. fact that we hear nothing about. Yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, they... they I'd be down. It, they left it open-ended enough to where if they decided to do it later, it wouldn't seem like... Pandering? No, it wouldn't seem like a retcon. Oh, yeah. No, I agree. That's what I mean, like, I... Actually... Other other things I've seen in the past, and recently, have, when they go down the, like, oh, they're in love with this person, and 
it it seems more like a retcon than something that they planned from the beginning. Do you want to put forth any? Overwatch. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I can see that. So this this was a good example of setting that up as a possibility. Like it could go either way. They could just be friends. They could be more than friends. Either way would make sense yeah. in the way that they did it. I did see someone be like, why did the friend go with them into space? And I was like, because she regretted not being there when her friend died the last time and really wanted to do that. And they're like, but her daughter. I'm like, yeah, but, you know, a person is a person even when they have a child. A person's a person no matter how human. A person's no no. No. <laughs> Persons no. no. Persons no. Uh yeah, no, I didn't I didn't feel weird about it. I mean, if all the stuff is literally l- literally, literally happening in your backyard, you're going to go. Also, if the option is hope that your friend can defeat these people who will kill your entire planet, uh that too. versus uh go help do it. And either die so that your child can live on a planet where they are free, or live and free your child. I mean, it, I think it's a good. But also, aliens. Aliens. Uh, so the last thing I want to talk about, real quick, yeah. is the yay womenness of this movie. Yes. Uh, some of it was, I mean. Most of the yay women moments were very obvious, and if you miss them, you're are you are a politician, a white politician male. <laughs> uh-huh. white. The order that doesn't matter. Uh, but otherwise, yes. I mean, it was very, very heavy-handed, but it also earned that, and it was part of the larger plot. I mean, and it the... looked cool because, like, metaphor in the form of photon blasters. That's how you get a message across to me it's, it's <laughs> as, also the, as a nerd. <laughs> speak st- to me in photon blasters. The stuff that felt heavy-handed, I feel like only feels heavy-handed because it was right in your face versus not accurate. Do you know what I mean? So, like, the when people complain about it being so, like, pro-feminism and all that, one, yeah... She's a superhero, and her design was not for anyone but function and her, and she's not trying to be your, like, fantasy woman. But when you have, like, the thing with the guy in the motorcycle telling her to smile more, it's legitimately the first response people had to her character photo was all the dudes being like, why isn't she smiling? Oh, yeah. And so, like, I mean... You say it's heavy-handed, but it's legitimately what happened when they showed her character photo. And then you have her just being like, whatever, dude. Because guess what? The people who say that don't matter. What mattered is that he had a cool bike and she wanted it. And the jacket. And the... Well, no, she took that off a mannequin. That's right. But, like, all the stuff is stuff that legitimately happens in life. Like, it's it's actual responses people get to women period let alone women who are like powerful or women who are pretty or not pretty or whatever it's legitimately just reactions guys have and it's been proven time and time again that's what they do all this movie did was just put that in the context of hey 
sometimes this stuff is crappy and it happens. And we're not putting it behind layers of vagueness. But yeah. anyway, what were you going uh, I was going to say, first of all, you reminded me of the color switchy thing. How they she picks yeah. her colors for her suit. Yeah. And it was really cool. Uh, and then her little smirk that she makes, her little trademark smirk. Yep. The... It's the squinty-eyed and smirk. It's the the Brie Larson thing, but also, like, she's made the Captain Marvel thing. I, as soon as she did that, I was like, I know that face. I have seen that face many times. Oh, yeah? Yes. What's that face? Spoiler alert. It's you. <laughs> you make the same face. It. She does, like, the the squint-eyed smirk thing, and it's it it's a reaction that I understand because it's the... I acknowledge that you're doing something that's stupid or that like I'm going to let you do what you're doing but I'm going to go do what I'm doing and I think that's a really good like Captain Marvel thing that's what she seems to that's how she seems to be I'm very curious to see her interact with other people with superpowers overall my thoughts about her and her character is the same as Thor in his sad hoodie which is I like her (laughs) I like this one. <laughs> uh, spoilers for the Endgame trailer. Um, yeah, so I've seen some people say that like they felt she was flat, and it's like, no. Her character, like for the majority of the movie, is someone who was not raised on Earth. Her character is about the same level of like reactionary to other things as Jude Law until Jude Law's put off his feet. She does the same thing. Like, she's off her feet for a lot of it. And she has, like, she doesn't know why she's having the reaction she has to things. And she doesn't know why she's, like, pushing, but she's... It's an amnesia story. Yeah. And she's stuck. Like, you can see her struggle with feeling stuck and not knowing why. And I feel like people aren't giving her enough credit for, you know, having to navigate personal reactions with unknown... Well, if it were like a, you know, like a male action star, I'd be like, oh, look at her, like, one-liner. She's super cool if it was if it was a guy. But if you're, if if a woman does that, then she's, um, she's heartless and emotionless. Oh, the amount of people I've seen say that she's a Mary Sue and that, like, she's too powerful and, you know, she's, it, it's not believable and she can do all the, 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 the. My response every time to that is, Hello, have you seen Superman? Because Superman is the ultimate, like... Have you met Clark? (laughs) (laughs) He's the ultimate uh, showing of when you give a character everything, but no one complains. It's the same thing. And I hate the term Mary Sue because it's like, no, you're just upset that you can't identify with them because you're not a full human being who can put yourself in the shoes of someone who does not look exactly like you. And guess what? That's not a character fault of the character or the writing. That's a character fault of yours and whoever didn't have you watch a movie or a TV show with a girl or a person of color as a character. Yes, I'm putting blame on parents who don't have their children watch diverse things. Cha-ching. Yep. Because we don't teach people... Captain Marvel and a lot of the other ones, like Wonder Woman and all of that, the people are less mad at Wonder Woman because guess what? 
and I say this from someone who really, like, I liked Wonder Woman, and I like Gal Gadot, and I think she did an amazing job. Wonder Woman was still sexy. She was someone who was naive and needed help, and she got that help from a man. And she was someone who, you know, was put in a position where she was still, you know, lustworthy and someone that you could teach. Whereas Captain Marvel was not made to be sexy in any sort of way. She did not want to be taught. You know, she was resisting the limitations and all the stuff that was being put on her. And she broke away from all of that. And she didn't run towards the dude. Do you know what I mean? And I feel like all that sort of thing... She flicked to the dude. (laughs) She did. And that's not a slight against Wonder Woman. Her story was still awesome. But... It wasn't Captain Marvel's story, and I feel like the fact that the guys couldn't be like, I could rescue her, you know, they can't find a reason to make her weaker, I feel like scares them. And that's one reason why you see so much resistance to her and calling her a Mary Sue is because, you know, because she doesn't have the obvious weaknesses that they're looking for to make themselves feel more powerful. And that just means that, you know, all these dudes are just being angry because a woman don't need no man. Let's take a second to remember that these are likely the same people who uh, protested Mad Max Fury Road because Mad Max wasn't in it enough and there was too much Charlize Theron and other women's screen time. Yep. Probably the same people. Probably. And it's just one of those things where the movie, if you're mad at that, the movie was not made for you. You can go see the movie and have a revelation, or you can go see the movie and not like it. I mean, at the end of the day, even with all that, it's still a superhero movie. Yeah. And superheroes are powerful people and come out on top. It's not like the whole movie was like a propaganda piece or anything like that. It was just, uh, you know, it, I will it say, had its statements and everything. But yeah. it, like, I would I say know. the only thing that ever felt heavy-handed was that, was the her-row, her-oh, that they did in, like, some of the trailers? Oh. I didn't, I I stayed away from a lot of the trailers, because I've learned to do that, as I have been hurt before. Yeah. No, I understand (laughs) that. So, the only thing that ever felt, like, weird to me, like, I loved the standing up and getting back up again, and all of that. I thought that was really, really good. But, in the trailers, when they did the her-to-hero- that's the only time it ever felt like we're making a statement that she's a lady. Which I think when they announced her was fine, but making that like, I think that's why they switched their sloganing to the higher, further, faster, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, because the other one started feeling like weird. But I feel like having that be your sole focus was a little odd after the initial push. Because it it's fine to be like, look, it's our first female-led story. About time. It's only been 10 years. But I feel like after that point, it felt a little bit like you were... It was a gimmick Mm -hmm. as a trailer. Does that make sense? So that was the only thing that ever felt like weird to me in in the entire thing. Yeah, I mean, the end, she had earned her immigrant song moment. (laughs) (laughs) Uh you know, where you get the cool music to just show off. Yep. Uh, but yeah, overall, I I just, I thought the beginning was kind of slow. 
because uh, it, it seemed like a retread of like certain things we'd seen before and so like any issues I had with it were like as a movie but as a character and as a Brie Larson as Brie Larson's go uh, <laughs> I fully approve and it's even gone on record by the man in the and the baseball hat himself Kevin Feige that she is going to be kind of leading the the MCU going forward and uh, after seeing the movie I am a-okay with that me too. I like her. I thought she was really fun. I just, I just kind of feel bad for Black Widow. I do too. She was, she's been like the consistent uh, lady, lady in the in the universe. But I think it's. I mean, she got screwed over badly by I, the writing of some of the things. And I say this as someone who loves the Marvel movies and I love the Iron Man movies and all that. She got screwed over by the way that she had to be, that the way that, not she had to be, the way that she was introduced and the readiness of Marvel Studios because they weren't. And I think that's a complete fault on Marvel Studios, not a fault on Black Widow or Scarlett Johansson, but you know. It's just like, I I support everything with Brie Larson being like the new face of the MCU and the, the leader and all of that. But it's just like, oh well, we we've we've had a lady this this long, and and I don't know. To me, I, most of it is what you're saying, and I think part of it is just like they want it with somebody who has powers. Yeah. Yeah. So I never knew what a Natasha movie would be like that wasn't just a spy movie, and they proved that they can do that. That's what like Captain America: Winter Soldier is. Yeah. Is mostly like that kind of thing. It's a thriller, and I would be totally down for that. And they still say that I think we were supposed to get a, a Black Widow movie, but I don't know what it would be. I saw a joke that was just like, uh, all the Avengers, because uh, they're like, I want an all-female Avengers movie. And some people were like complaining about that, and it's like, well, okay, you did put one female in the, the original Avengers, so how about this? You get... Uh, Captain Marvel, Black Widow, uh, Scarlet Witch, Storm, they like set a couple of other female characters, and we'll give you Hawkeye. <laughs> <laughs> it was just, it was worth, the way it was worded, it was just very funny. And see, we'll give you Hawkeye. <laughs> see, I would rather, I think it would be really funny, especially given the dynamic, to have the all female Avengers and Nick Fury. <laughs> I, I think because he seemed perfectly fine letting the lady do whatever she was doing. He plays well with others. He does, and he has like a good vibe. And he's good with animals. Yeah, it can be. You have all these super powered, like, and high skilled ladies, and you have Fury there holding the cat. Money. There's <laughs> my money. I mean, that's been a. <sighs> I don't know. They don't have to try. No, not really. But that's I, why I'm I keep glad saying when they that do. They're they're. they're Spending money they don't need to and making trailers for Avengers. Oh, yeah. That, well, I, I won't watch. I didn't even get... see anything, and I've you already have my money. You had my money a year ago. Yeah. Uh, so, we're not going to do a trailer analysis or something like that, but I am very excited and very worried for uh, yes. Avengers Endgame. I'm very curious to see how Captain Marvel interacts with the rest of the Avengers because I think right now the only one who can match her in power is Thor mm-hmm. who is a literal god 
And so I'm very curious to see how that goes. Yeah. Well, we'll definitely also, be talking Also, I've enjoyed all the Avengers. memes of, there's so many Chris's in this trailer, except one. <laughs> oh, Chris Pine. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Though I would be happy if they stole Chris Pine from the DCEU that's having a very problematic time right now. Yeah. But that's for another time. That's another story we'll for another time. We'll see you at the end game when we talk more marvel yes but we'll also probably talk to you next week about something completely non-marvel related yep so you won't have to wait another few months f to hear from us <laughs> yes until and then until then let's see if the flurkin can be awakened do you have anything to say flurkin <laughs> Oh no! Yeah. The flurkin! Oh no! Why I?